morning. <laughs> you know, it's a risk to invite somebody to speak because you never know exactly what they're going to say. <laughs> so um, thank you, Bob, for inviting me. Um, and it is an honor to be here. I have come to know this conference over the last 10 years as I've participated um, at Bright. Can you all hear me okay? If you can't, I'll just yell right into it. <laughs> And I've, uh, uh, what uh, Bob didn't say is that he's on the board of trustees for Bright Divinity School and can fire me at any point in time, so <laughs> I keep being nice to him. <laughs> but I do bring greetings from Bright. Um, we're your seminary in Fort Worth. Uh, there are other seminaries in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but we're yours in Fort Worth. And we're here to serve and uh, never hesitate to let us know how we can serve you a little bit more and a little bit better. When uh, I began doing this work on forgiveness, um, I said to Jason and some other folks last night, it was a topic that I didn't necessarily choose, which is somehow, sometimes how the spirit works, right? <laughs> uh, I ended up in Denver and was getting ready to uh, entered like my second or third year of teaching at Isle of School of Theology and a church called me that was in pain and the church was getting ready to split and it was one of the more prominent churches one of the wealthier churches one of the middle class upper middle class churches not Methodist but every denomination has our issues so they asked if I would come and do their public lecture series, which they did every year, and the public lecture series was that they wanted me to do. They gave me a topic. Usually people say, will you speak to us, and what would you like to speak about? This church gave me the topic, and it was forgiveness. And I said, huh, because I hadn't really, I mean, I've thought about forgiveness because we all are human beings and it's part of our ebb and flow in life. But I hadn't really, I'm going to walk a little bit because that's how I do it. Um, but I hadn't really kind of put my mind into what it would mean to think about forgiveness for a church in the midst of struggle and pain, which meant that human beings were in the midst of struggle and pain, and they'd had one of those, none of you have ever been to these meetings, but they had one of those church meetings where they were um, not uh, disagreeing in kind and gracious ways. LAUGHTER and it wasn't about the color of the carpet, which is usually what we fight about, right? So I began to do some work on thinking about forgiveness. I did the lectures, um, and all at once my phone started to ring from other churches, other individuals, other groups in town, the P-Flag group in town, the Parents and Friends of Lesbian and Gays, and the church down the street and another church down the street and I had a counseling practice at that point and I began to get people coming to me and it struck me that um, it wasn't that I was all that good but that this topic sits in our soul in a way that both stirs us up makes us sometimes wander into depression or lethargy or fear or anger or resentment and if it's faithfully executed, the process of forgiveness may not end up the way we think it ought to end up, but it may lead us closer to ourselves, to God, to one another. 
So I am glad to come and share a little bit about what I know, but also to invite the wisdom in this room because what I also know is that there are journeys in this room and people in this room who embody those journeys, who have wrestled and struggled and come out on the other side, or who are maybe still in a struggle. And there is wisdom sitting right next to us. I'm going to do two other pieces before, uh, three other pieces before we get to what's on the piece of paper at the table in front of you. So here's a piece that I do in my classes sometimes. Um, I love teaching pastoral care because we get to talk about everything and usually topics that people don't want to talk about. <laughs> and my job is I say to my students in the first year, if they take the intro course, my job is to think, make you think at some time while you're in this class that it would be helpful if you went to therapy. <clears throat> and if I don't do that, then I'm not doing my job. Um, when we start talking about forgiveness, we touch journeys that are sometimes deep and raw. Um, I'm a Midwesterner, farm girl, first generation college student, who ended up in a place that I had no imagination for as a child. But part of what I learned in that Midwestern town, uh, it was a farm town, is that when you had a feeling you went out on the tractor and you plowed the field, or you got on the horse and you rode, or you did something with your feelings, um, because oftentimes they were in our toes, because that's how Midwesterners, particularly of the Scandinavian and German uh, English do it. We put our feelings way down there. And then every now and then they come up and surprise us. So as we wander through this day and tomorrow, if you find something that comes up to surprise you, uh, befriend it. Befriend it. Meaning, let it be. And make it your friend. It is not your enemy. Anger is not an enemy. Hurt is not an enemy. It is a part of the way in which God has given us the richness of an emotional, spiritual life and a physical life that reminds us that God is in the depth of our very being, and we are in the very depth of God's being. If you need some space, feel free to get up and walk. If at some point you figure that you need to talk to someone, I'm here, I'm sure the other team members are here. Um, we can help resource you in whatever way we can, but don't be afraid, just let it be. So that's number one. Um, number two is, um, we're gonna do a little exercise, not exercise, exercise, because that would be against my, uh, yeah. So stand up, if you will. <laughs> And now we're going to do two things at once. <clears throat> so I have a cup, of, um, a cup in my office that says, breathe in, breathe out, which seems like you shouldn't have a coffee cup to remind you to breathe in and breathe out. But I was struck by the way in which the spiritual formation retreat has been named uh, with the reminder to breathe and to breathe in the Holy Spirit and to breathe in God's presence. 
so long ago when I was working on my own spiritual practices, one of my spiritual practices was to go to a massage therapist. Now that's a great line, isn't it? <clears throat> and she was a wise woman. Um, this was in Colorado, close to Boulder, so there you are. It's, <laughs> and she taught me about breathing from your feet. Because most of us breathe from our heads down, or we breathe shallowly. shallowly. Anyway, you know what I mean. We don't really take in the breath, because we're busy kind of letting it go through our mind before it actually hits our lungs. Unless you're a really trained musician, I'm looking to help you here. You learn how to breathe differently, right? So here's the practice for a moment. Just sit with your feet to the ground and let the ground ground you because that is the ground of being. It is as much a part of God as the people standing right next to you. And we're just gonna take a couple really good breaths and try breathing from your feet up rather than from your head down and see if it reminds you at least of the breath of God. So just take a couple good breaths in and out. And let me offer this prayer. May the knowledge of the grace of God sink from our heads down into our hearts and souls so that it flows out of our hands and our mouth and our ears and our eyes so that this body, this body, may be the body of Christ in the world. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Have a seat. So, forgiveness. We're going to kind of do this in three movements. Because forgiveness is not a linear journey where you start here and you end up there and in the morning you wake up and you say, well, today is the day that I'm going to do forgiveness. <laughs> um, it's better to think about this as forgiving, being forgiving and forgiven people and it becomes a kind of way of being in the world. It establishes patterns of the heart, habits of the heart. Um, it establishes ways in which we engage one another, in which we protect ourselves from harm, and yet open ourselves up enough because when you're in human relationships, even with the person that you love for the rest of your life, who happens to be someone you've chosen or someone who birthed you, there are still hurts and pains, right? If you go through human life without experiencing the human pain, the God-given pain, perhaps, of a rupture in a relationship or a fracture in a relationship or somebody saying something that not just disrupts you but really hurts you, or attacking someone that you love or an idea you have, if you get through life without having any of that happen to you, I would like to meet you. <laughs> because the real journey is in the processes and the habits we establish, just like the spiritual disciplines, 
and the spiritual rhythms of silence and coming together and silence and coming together. It's in the journey itself and not in the end point or the beginning point, but you have to pay attention to the beginning point and the end point or you miss the journey. So we're gonna do this in three kind of movements. The first movement, and I've tried to actually pick up the themes that um, the team put together. Yesterday was attending, correct? And today is mending, I think. And tomorrow is? Thank you. I was trying to remember, I don't have it on my notes. Weaving. So we're gonna talk, we're gonna do attending and beginning to mend today, this morning, and then we're gonna do mending this afternoon. Like how do you do this stuff? Like how do you mend relationships? How do you mend your own soul? Actually, you can't. How do you invite God and join God in the mending of your soul? And then we'll tomorrow think about how do you sustain the journey in the midst of sometimes conflictual, chaotic, or really harmful moments in life. So we're gonna kinda watch and move through that process. Um, so to begin, I want you to think about biblical stories. We have a lot of Bible in the room, I suspect. <laughs> just a suspicion. So turn to your neighbor for just a minute and if you were to name biblical stories that say something to you about forgiveness, what stories would you draw upon? And I'm gonna give you a whole three minutes to come up with a list. So turn to your neighbor. What biblical resources would you draw upon to think about forgiveness? It's a go. 